Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. I actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I flew in at like, well, I'm in Los Angeles today and I flew in from New York and I got home at like two in the morning. And I've been in eight days, I've been back and forth to New York three times. So I'm living the ET life. I've been crazy. I've interviewed, I interviewed Fergie yesterday. I'm interviewing Dolly Parton on Monday. I sat down with Demi Lovato. I sat down with Rihanna. Like, it's dreamy, um, the access and just being on such a big, important show, you know, like obviously I loved working on the insider it gave me my sea legs, you know, but this is a whole different class of show. And, um, it's really, really exciting. And also my hair is so good right now. So it's like <laughs> moments of like good hair days and like being on ET together, which, you know, are very meaningful. No, your hair, I actually noticed because I, I have hair issues. You have hair envy. I have hair envy. I have hair issues. So wait, so what are you doing? Well, let's get to the important stuff. What are you doing with your hair that's different now? What, why are you okay. having good hair days? Well, I don't know if I've, I've talked about it a little on the podcast, but Becca gives me shit. So I have like a thyroid thing. And a couple of years ago, I was like really sick. And one of the side effects of like having your thyroid be a mess is that for me, like my hair was falling out and breaking off. Like all of everything that grew from within me was brittle. Like my nipples were sore, my nails broke off, my hair broke off. Like I couldn't grow an eyelash. Like everything was just brittle. And um, anyway, so I got on, on some medicine and, and now it's been a couple of years. And so finally, I think I'm starting to see like the health come back. Like my skin's in good shape, my hair's in good shape. But on top of that, um, I've been using this shampoo and conditioner from Korea called Infinom. I've linked it on our Lady Gang blog before. You get it on Amazon. It's kind of it's kind of spendy. They have like a deep conditioner, and I swear by it. It's like the best thing ever. And then the rest of the stuff is just teaching people. Like I get my hair done every day, so you can be gentle mm-hmm. with your own hair when you're doing it. But like I sit in the chair, and people go to work on me, you know. So just teaching them to like treat my hair like I always say a fine lace. Treat my hair like mm-hmm. lace. And just like the least amount of heat as possible. And then on top of that, I went a little blonder. So I'm feeling extra sassy. And then I stopped getting extensions in my whole head. I only get them like at the front. So basically the beautiful part of my hair that you see on television and on Instagram, it's not even real. It's like not even my hair. Um, But I do like the little bonded extensions. And then on each side, I have like two little tape-in extensions. And so the mix of it makes it like really thick and beautiful. And I'm really feeling zhuzhy. I'm really feeling myself. I'm like Beyonce. No, it's totally working. You know what? I never would think to do like just a few extensions, but I might feel that idea. Allie Allie did a few extensions. It works. It works. And it's still it works. It gets the job done. It does, yeah. It's very expensive and the upkeep is a lot, but I've you know, I've done every extension. I've done like a wig, I've done um the clip-ins and stuff. This is what works best for me because Clipping shit into my head and leaving it for like 10 hours a day at work was just not working for my headaches, you know? So it's better. Comfy. It's like the sweatpants and hair extensions. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said your skin is better. Are you doing anything differently with your skin? Well, yeah, I just got off Accutane. I'm 35, just FYI. Class for me. <laughs> 35 year old on Accutane. I've had really explosive <laughs> um, acne my whole life. And it comes in waves. It's like super hormonal. Um, I'd have beautiful skin for two weeks. And then all of a sudden I have like three pores that every month would just love to like become giant. And 
it wouldn't be so bad if I was just at work and stuff, but like I'm on TV and then people mean tweet me about it. And I just got like crazy. And it was just so you could never plan of when this was going to like, your face is going to explode. So you're like, Oh cool. I'm going to like do this big exclusive. And I look like I'm five. So I did six months of Accutane. It was the worst six months of my life. Like, have you guys done Accutane? It's horrible. No, but it's a nightmare. Yeah, I have to. It's a nightmare. Like, my nose is bleeding. My lips were, like, falling my off. Um, the I had, like, the worst back aches. I mean, it is like when they say it is, like, you got to go for it, you go for it. Um, I think that really helped. The other thing I've been doing, and this is, like, not a shout-out to Lady Gang, but kind of, is we had Kate Somerville on one of our episodes, like, a, a few months ago now. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Every week, she does. It's such a good episode. I think it's, like, one of the best ones because it was so, like, I literally took notes during that episode. And, like, now I'm. Everything I ever wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, one of the best. And she had done Becca's skin before, Becca Tobin, my co-host on Lady Gang, before she had um, gotten married and Becca's skin, Becca has beautiful skin anyway, but her skin was extra juicy. And so we had her on and I had used some of her products before and I had used exfolicate. But one of the things I learned on her, on our show was she was like, you can use exfolicate like every two days. And I was like, what? Like, I thought it was like a once a month treatment. So I've been traveling with like a little baby exfolicate and like Mm -hmm. every second or third day when I'm in the hotel, I just put it on and leave it for 10 minutes. And I do think it like, I wear a lot of makeup, you know, on the show. So I do think it eats away at a lot of that makeup. And then, you know, I'm a proponent of skin food by Weldita, the $12 moisturizer. I link to it all the time. Um, You can get it on Amazon. I put it on airplanes at night, on my hands, on my elbows, on my skin, like, that is it. And then, you know, listen, a good Botox person always helps too. And <laughs> retinol. Ret- I mean, there's so many things. I have like a 55 step thing, but I do want to say I did quit Diet Coke and Deep Sugar earlier this summer, which is very hard. Okay. And I do think that like quitting of the chemical Diet Coke probably has helped my skin too. Just a little bit. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's a hard habit to kick, but that probably is, like, so much better your body that you probably just started, like, yeah, glowing from not doing it. No. Can I tell you guys about my rehab Diet Coke situation? So I literally yeah. went to, you like, a, okay, I went to a cleanse, like, a real L.A. bimbo for a week in Palm <laughs> Springs. Like, I went by myself. I paid, like, the $2,500 it cost. It was stupid money. And I was like, no, because I have been trying to kick this for so long and I am addicted to sugar. Like, I am the person that would be like, it's 7 a.m. I'm at work. Let me have a Diet Coke and a Hershey bar. Like, I'm a crazy <laughs> sugar addict. So, and I'm a closet sugar addict. So I pretend I'm healthy. I'm like, look at my green smoothie. But I'm totally not. Like, I was fully eating the cake all the time. So anyway, I went to this cleanse and I was like, oh, it's not going to be that hard. Like you drink brothes and watermelon juice and green juice and like crazy stuff. And you do yoga and you do colonics and you do like, you know, it just like cleans out your body. I'm like, this is not going to be that bad. So I brought a whole bunch of books and I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to like lay in bed and read and be by the pool. It'll be like a little vacation. It was not a vacation. It was <laughs> toxic chemicals flushing out of my body. I slept on the, f- they had concrete floors. I slept on the floor because my back was aching so bad from like my kidneys and liver detoxing this shit out of my body. It was oh so painful. God. I had a migraine so bad for three days. I couldn't even read a book. And I'm like a deep reader. I read every day. And I, it was horrendous. And I was like, wow, I've really been like, toxing my body like it was it was really 
terrible and I never want to get back to that place because I was like is this what people who do meth feel like I mean meth is probably way worse <laughs> but it felt like my own little rehab of like hey yeah yeah wow that's crazy well let me ask how do you because obviously like you travel probably more than like any 10 people we know for work <laughs> and yeah. so especially like Okay, first of all, LAX is, like, not such great food. Some of the food choice, Terminal 5 is decent, but other than, but most of it's terrible. And then, you know, going back and forth and all of that. And even, like, JFK doesn't have such great, I assume that's where you fly in in New York. Right, yeah. With all of the travel, the airports, how do you, like, maintain your health? Because I feel like it's just exhausting. Like, I'm exhausted. Yeah, and every time you get on a plane, it's, like, always germs. germs. You get off these stuff. Yeah. Well, first, I know you guys wouldn't expect anything less from me, but I am the girl with the microbacterial wipes wiping down my feet (laughs) and my seatbelt and everything that I would touch on an airplane, so that's A. Um, As far as the food goes, it is a challenge, and... I, I kind of, when I get to New York, I have my spots, you know, um, and, but the airplane food, it just depends. It's like, sometimes you just got to go for it. Like sometimes I'm sad, like after hobo dot, my dog passed away in the summer and I was traveling and like, I was like, just give me the bread basket. Like, I'm just gonna, they're like, do you want to, do you want a wheat or a pretzel bread? And I'm like, no, actually like they're like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, just the bread. Like, just put me six rolls on a plate with some butter, and that's what I'm going to eat right now because I'm sad on the plane. Like, that is bad news, you know? But I always think of it as, like, making good choices for myself. So, like, even this week when I was traveling, last week when I traveled, I made a bad choice, and I ate, like, a deep pasta at, like, 11 o'clock at night and felt really sick and terrible the next day. You know when you're, like, bloated and your pants are just tight kind of in your back area and you're just like uh like you just want to put a maxi dress on that's how I felt so then when I traveled this week I was like make a better choice so like I'm in the hotel and I'm ordering room service and I'm like what do I really want oh well I obviously want the apple crumble but what am I gonna have I'm gonna have some salmon and some asparagus and I ate it and I did feel better and then I just one of the main things I do is I always am inspired by we, when we had Leah Michelle on the lady gang and just knowing her in life, like she eats really whatever she wants. Like she does not diet like a crazy person in Hollywood, but she works out, you know, and I kind of have jumped on that mentality that, yeah, you know what? My life is really stressful. I'm going to eat a meal. I'm not going to like eat air. Like we joke about that on the podcast, but you know, maybe we should joke less, but like, I'm going to eat. But then I always, I always pack my workout gear and in any hotel I'm at, I always try to get in a 30 minute workout and that when you work out and you go to the gym, either in the morning or like at some point that like puts you on track for a healthy day. Like I feel like if you're gluttonous and you're just like, I'm going to eat shit, I'm just going to lay around. Then you like stay in that pattern. But I feel like once you go to the gym and you start sweating, then you're proud of yourself then you reward yourself then you want to stay on the healthy kick. So then you eat the healthy food and it's just like a, you know, cycle, you know, it's so true. And it's like, if you get into good habits even with like a few little good habits they really do like uh-huh. stick with you and you're right you come out and you're like oh my god I feel like a winner like I went today and I feel good and I felt the sweat and the burn yay I must be doing something right <laughs> yeah. yeah and then you cut and then you want to go back because you're like oh wow and 
you know, I've been working out like hardcore for like just over a year with my makeup artist, Rebecca. And like, listen, some days we're like, we cannot go. We got up at five o'clock this morning. And some days we're like, we have like today I'm here at work. I have like a 16 hour day ahead of me. I'm one hour off from noon till one. And we're like, can we fit in a workout? Yeah, let's go for 12, 12 till 1230. You know, like you just have to commit and it sucks. Like, it's not fun. It's not easy. I don't believe people that are like, Oh my God, I love soul cycle. Like, no, <laughs> F you. like that is not true. There's nobody loves working out. I love watching Netflix in my bed. Like it's just <laughs> what it is, you know? Totally. I agree. It's, I mean, I, like, I think for me, I once in a while have that moment where I'm like, yeah, let's go do cardio bar. And I'm like into it. And then I try to make a schedule of it, and I'm like, no, not that much. But Amanda, no. the fitness, like, you, you're pretty good. Like, you, like, actually like it, and you actually have told me that you don't feel like yourself if you don't work out. And actually, now that we've been friends for so long, I noted when you don't work out because I see you get a little bit extra crazy. I get, I get extra crazy. <laughs> well, no, but you know what, though? I mean, and I don't know if this is your philosophy. I always feel like something is better than nothing. And, like, as yeah. long as you made an effort or you went to something or maybe you did half an hour because you couldn't have an hour yeah exactly if you have one hour you have enough are you still there can you hear me yes yes we're still okay. here sorry I just ha- I'm sitting in makeup now you guys are going to be with me while I'm in my makeup chair um oh, no I think that's behind that that really works. behind the scenes people are touching my face now no I think you're right like I think I think doing a little something is better than doing nothing you know like we maybe are not going to all go do Tracy Anderson for an hour every day like Tracy Ellis Ross does, but, like, you know, we'll do a little something, and it's good. But do you really like working out? I mean, you would rather work out than sit on your couch and eat Doritos? No, that's the thing. <laughs> I think, like, because I have anxiety, and it helps me control my anxiety, and I have, yeah. like, major, I, not major back problems, but I have back problems. And I feel like if I yeah. don't work out, my back really hurts, so it's kind of just, like, I don't know. I guess I'm just happy to be done with that obligation when I'm finished with it, if that makes any sense. But, like, I like my sister gets up and, like, runs every day, and I'm, like, mm-hmm. the only time I run is, like, if I'm running to my car because I'm late for something. Me too, girl. <laughs> a deep a deep run through the airport is an excellent workout, and I yeah, have there you go. Oh, oh, a good drop to get to your I've feet. been uh-huh. there, been there, done that, like, yeah. run off the I have fully given up. Like I used to be that person at the airport that tried to like wear a cute booty and be cute and pulled together. Yeah. And I'm like leggings and a sneaker. Don't mess with me. And I will even shamelessly do a sheet mask next to my friend on the airplane, like midair. Like, let me I just, let it. me just, That's amazing. just you know, because you're just like, well, I have six hours. Like, it's a spa. Yeah. I'm going to watch Fixer, Fixer Upper on DirecTV and do my own little face mask. Ah. I love it. Oh, my God. That's kind of amazing. That's so funny. That's a really good good idea, though. Because like, we all talk about, like, remember we were playing the other day? Yeah. How, like, your face feels like crap, and then you feel gross. Like, that's a really good idea because then you're at least, like, your face is getting a spa feeling. I feel like it's the yeah. best multitasking you can do in terms Pretty of much. beauty. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And some are better than others, you know, but I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Anything you, that makes me go faster. 
<laughs> nothing, nothing makes a blend go faster. Let me ask, because, like, you obviously, like, when you're on TV, you're wearing a ton of makeup because you have to for TV. But when you have your days off, do you wear as much makeup? What's your favorite makeup? What do you like? What's your general routine when you're not working and just being healthy? Right. Yeah. So if I'm um, not working, I normally don't wear makeup. I mean, I used to, but now it's just, like, it's very rare that I'm not working, so I usually have, like, makeup on my face at some point in the day, but I'm really into, like, letting my skin breathe and yeah. just kind of going sans makeup. And now that I've kind of got my skin under control, I feel more comfortable doing that. Um, so, and then I got my eyebrows microbladed, which I do need to get redone, but it's kind of nice when you wake up and you have, like, a pretty eyebrow already on your face and there's no makeup involved, okay. which is nice. Um, yeah. But if I'm going to, like, go run errands with my husband for the afternoon... I'll usually do, like, a little bit of concealer, a little bit of, like, a nice sparkly Gigi bronzer, and then um, a little, maybe a little blush and just a mascara and eyelash curler. Like, that's kind of it. And then I love, like, I love, like, a tinted. We just, in our last Lady Box, we had this, like, 100% pure, um, like, lip and cheek tint, and that's, like, one of those things that I would just, like, put on my lips and carry in my pocket and then put on my, because I like everything that's, like, um, liquid, like moist. I don't really love like anything that's powdery on my day off, you know, cause there's so much powder involved in my life on TV. Cause it can't be shiny. Can't be yeah, shiny yeah, and say yeah. the news, you know? Exactly. But I love that because I love that. Like when you're not on camera, like you're like, Oh, I just be healthy. And like, if you, if you go do something simple, like you said, you do a little bit, but like not so much. Cause like, I've even trying to do the same thing. Like whenever I'm, like, not talking fashion tips on camera or I'm not, you know, yeah. doing something where I need to look on point or, like, a social media photo or whatever, I try right. also now to give my skin a break. And, like, I'm trying really hard to just do, like, if I go out, just do a little bit of, like, bronzer and highlighter and, like, a little bit of, you know, lipstick or, or you know, lip gloss. And, like, that's it. And then I have my eyelash extensions that I'm obsessed with. Like you said, like, you wake up with your amazing something brows like and about lashes. And it's, like, and then yeah. you're ready to go. And you don't really have to do so much. So I love that you're, like, less is more in that case because it's like you still are you but like you're not having to be 25 7 on when you're not on camera yeah and I was just having this conversation with my makeup artist the other day like I think that makeup goes in phases you know and there's like we've just gone through the phase there's like 17 layers of contour and you know dark eyeshadow and the bras brows bras drawn in the brows drawn in and like this intense <laughs> amount of makeup and I do think that we are, like, going into a new phase, which is, like, a very natural phase, and people want to see their real skin, like, shining through. And, you know, some of that makeup looks so beautiful on Instagram, but, like, for their regular life, it's kind of, like, overwhelming and disconcerting when you walk up to someone and you can see, like, exactly where they drew on their eyebrows, like, stencil, you know? And I think it's, like, you have to really let your natural beauty, even though you probably maybe at some point are like me and you don't feel like you're naturally beautiful, like, just let that shine through and, and you know, so less is more. No, totally. And I, I love that you said that because I think, yeah. that, especially for our listeners, like, listening, like, that's so empowering and inspiring. And Amanda and I talk about that, too. Like, don't get us wrong. We love, you know, makeup and, like, you know, we love getting ready and everything, but uh, there definitely is a thing to natural beauty. And I kind of love that, like, even this year with New York Fashion Week with the runways, they really started yeah. to highlight the models with natural beauty and didn't go as overboard as, like, the darkness that you said last year. And I think you yeah. are starting to 
the pendulum swing from the extreme of, hey, let's overly contour and, like, cake your face to now, oh, let's let the beauty shine through and, like, let you see your natural beauty. So I think that's so cool that you said that because I think yeah. more and more women and young girls are going to start to hopefully, like, feel that way when they, like, look at themselves. Yeah, and even, like, last week I was interviewing Rihanna in New York at her, um, she had, you know, she just launched Fenty Beauty, and I was on the red carpet with her, and I was kind of, like, awestruck by her because her skin is not perfect, you know? She's bumps and lumps and pimples and stuff, but she was wearing such a little amount of makeup, like, even though it was her makeup launch, like, she was so fresh-faced, and she just had a beautiful highlighter, and she didn't have lashes on, and she just, it was, like, very dreamy and glowy and bronzy, but it wasn't, like with all the contours and stuff. And I thought, ooh, like, you know, if, if Rihanna can do it, we can all follow suit, you know? I mean, she does have right. an amazing face, so it's like, we're not going to look like Rihanna, but you know what I mean. Right, we're not, yeah. we're not all full Rihanna, but hey, we can try. No, but I love yeah. that. And I love that, like, a little bit of dewy and a little bit of, just a little bit of highlight. Like, because even I've been really trying, like, I've fallen in love with, like, Becca Cosmetics highlight, and I'm, like, obsessed with Opal. And I feel like even if I don't do a lot on my face, I try to just do that littlest bit, and I get people notice. Like, they'll say, like, oh, I love that shine on your face. Like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's that highlight, though. But it's like, if you just have that little bit, like you said, sometimes yeah. you don't have to go, like, balls to the wall with it. Well, yeah, I agree. Who has time for this? I know. Exactly. Like, it, I, she's sitting with her makeup artist, like, getting done. But, like, yeah. time to, like, sit and do a whole like routine every single day but even like in real life right. like obviously you know one thing that I always listen to you talk about on the lady gang is that you work like 16 hours most days and even right. if you're not working like you're traveling for work which in my opinion totally right. counts as work totally. how do right. you like who is an extra half hour to do their face like I know I don't I'm yeah. sure you don't how do you like and I'm very curious how do you manage your time? Because I was going to ask the same thing. So you like the queen at it. <laughs> because I feel like you work 24 hours a day, yeah, and I kind of want to know. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to know your secrets. What are your What are your time management secrets? Yeah, give us a okay. Give us- <laughs> well, I don't have a secret. I'm a disaster. Um, <laughs> but uh, the iCalendar is a good friend of mine, and that's how, you know, um, Listen, guys, I'm really spoiled and I'm really lucky. There is someone whose job it is at work to keep, you know, all the talent schedules straightforward. So anything that has to do with my TV job, um, that's already in my eye calendar. And so, like, my shout-out to Debbie. She, you know, Mm -hmm. like, if I I have three different shoots today... And all of that's already in my calendar with the address and where I need to be and what time I need to be there. And she sends me every night before I come to work, she sends me like what time I have to be at work the next morning for makeup and what time I have to track the show and all that stuff. So I am really spoiled in that way. But of course, then there's all of the other stuff that goes on to life, you know, like hosting charity events, doing lady gang, our calls for lady gang, calls with sponsors. And so basically I just, um, try to put everything in my eye calendar and I try to be as present in that current day as I can be and not to think and stress too much about what's happening tomorrow. Like yesterday I was with Fergie. I had to make sure I got on my plane. I knew I landed at 2 AM and I knew I had to be at work this morning at nine for this. And I was like, okay, I can sleep for this many hours. And then the day starts. And now I just kind of go through my eye calendar as the day continues, you know, um, the most important thing that I've learned certainly in the last few years is when you live a busy lifestyle, whether, 
you know, you're a mom or, you know, I'm not the only busy woman in the world. Like everyone has their own ways that their life becomes busy. And I think the power of no is the most powerful thing we have. You know, for me, when I first kind of started doing this job, I was felt so lucky and I felt so, you know, blessed to be able to do it that I refused to say no to anything. So every charity event, every red carpet, every person that wanted to see me for dinner, every friend that needed a favor, I was like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. And then I just exhausted myself. And so now when I do get a day off, you know, I, and I get invited, Oh, come to this concert or come to my movie or come to this thing. I really sit in my soul and say, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. Even though technically my schedule says I can make it. I know that I need some time with my husband at my house and I need some time to just putz around and read a magazine because I need to like revive myself after this busy life. So that's one of the big things like Friday night, there's like 17 things happening in LA, but I have Friday night off and I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm going to stay home and like work on my closet because like, I'm a nerd, you know, but that's really the secret. No, I mean, that is a secret though, because like you said, like the power of no, I think so many of us have trouble saying no. Yeah, we do. And we, and we work hard and we're grateful to get so many, you know, opportunities as well. And, you know, being in this entertainment industry, like you said, it's like you're on a high and you feel so grateful that like you're getting all these amazing opportunities no matter what level it is. And you just keep saying yes and you just keep doing and doing, doing. And it's true. You do burn out. And I'm learning this year how to like take my power back and say no and like learning how to like balance and, you know, not upset my clients. I'm failing, but like make a better schedule where I'm not like at their beck and call at 10 o'clock at night, every night. And it's hard, but I'm learning it. And I'm, I'm getting that like 10 minutes back of like then. So, I mean, that's a really good tip. Yeah. It's hard. It's definitely hard, especially when oh, you yeah, feel like an imposter in your own life. And you're like, how yeah. did I get here? Oh my God, I fooled everyone. Well, now I have to keep fooling them. So I have to say yes to everything, but you don't, exactly. you know, and you can't be your best when you're run ragged either, you know, and you're not going to look great. Totally yeah, totally true. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you, because obviously, you know, you had been, I don't know if you directly said this on the Lady Gang, but you had been implying that you really wanted to get on Entertainment Tonight when you knew your yeah. old show coming to an end. And so yeah. I think like for anyone, look, even if you don't want to be on TV, no matter if you're a doctor, a nurse, a teacher, like we all have, you know, career goals. And I want to know, like, how did you make that happen? And what advice do you have for other people who are trying to, you know, manifest something, work hard and, you know, essentially get promoted within their careers? Yeah, I think it's, it's hard, you know, like, listen, don't get me wrong. I've, I worked at Insider for six years and every single year I like was like, Hey, can I be on entertainment tonight? And they were like, nah, So there was like many, a half decade of rejection every year, you know? And so, um, it certainly didn't come easy and and that's for sure. I I think the truth is, is that you, you can't have any expectations, you know, like I feel the same amount of, um, passion and pride in the interviews I've done in the past two weeks for ET that I did for all, everything I did um, on insider and everything I did at live nation before that. And everything I did at Buzznet before that, you know, I take a lot of pride in my work, no matter where it's going. Um, I take the same amount of pride in our lady gang show as I do being on network television every night, you know, like I want it all to be great. And so I think working hard, trying to be a nice person, getting along with people being easy. And then I think having, you know, for me, I I don't know why they picked me of all the people, but, um, I think having something 
to offer that is a little bit different is always helpful. You know, like I come from a social background, I come from a blogging background. And so that's different than a lot of television hosts have. I have a really strong connection to, you know, all things internet. And so that was different. And, you know, what I did is, you know, when Insider got canceled, I called up, you know, obviously we have an agent and teams and I went and took a million meetings and auditioned for a million shows. And I did really in my heart want to be on ET. And so I put together like a PowerPoint presentation because I'm like mm-hmm. so a-, a type. Are you guys surprised? And I like <laughs> wrote through like 15 ideas I had for the show and segments, I ideas I had for social media and and then like connections I had and reasons why I would be someone that would be an asset to them and, and what I could bring as far as, you know, bringing in more profit. And so I really like went there and I, for the first time in my life, I sat down with like the bosses and I wasn't terrified. And I was like, this is why you need me. And I wasn't scared of the outcome. I wasn't sure they were going to give me the job, but I felt like if I'm going to be out of a job in four months, I should sit here and be like, these are things that maybe I'm not great at being my own hype man but these are the things that I think I've done well, and this is why I would be an asset. And I guess I fooled them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we don't um, think you did. Yeah. I I mean, I, think, I I, I really enjoy yeah. I really enjoy watching you give like do celebrity interviews because I think you're very like you're you know what you're not trying to put on a front. Like I think yeah. you're genuinely you. Yeah, you're very authentic in your interviews and it comes across. And I think Thanks, people you interview, no matter what level, I think they feel that and you just get such a strong interview from it. And I know like even Amanda said when she interviewed you, you know, for sweat life and everything, like yeah. your interview is so great. And you're just so natural like that. And you obviously really, you know, love um, what you do. And like you said, you put so much passion and 110% behind it. So whether you're being interviewed or you're doing the interviewing, I just think that authenticity just comes through. And that's, you know, such an assessment to your career. And you're very likable. And like, I sometimes enjoy watching people who aren't likable <laughs> and see what they'll do, but you're actually, you're likable and enthusiastic without being, you know, irritating, which is <laughs> very, it's a very fine line. It is a fine line. Oh, I definitely irritate some people. Listen, you can't, that's another thing that's been really, P.S., I'm keeping you guys. Can you just walk around behind me, like, all day long and just, like, tell me I'm great because I want, like, I will keep you. Can you be my cheerleading squad? No, but I'll say that, um, you know, you can't please anyone, and that's a really hard thing to learn. Like, when you're a people pleaser like me, you want everyone to like you and everyone to think you're great, and you want every person watching to be like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen since sliced bread. And with the Internet, it's very immediate when people hate anything we do on lady gang or, you know, on TV, people write me the meanest tweets. They're like, your dress is ugly. Like I remember the first time I hosted the Thanksgiving day parade and I'm so excited. And there was like all these beautiful tweets, like, Oh my God, you killed it girl. We love you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then one lady was like, you would think if she was going to host the parade, she would do her roots first. I was like, that has stayed with me for three years. Like, I cannot get over that comment. And now I'm like, the next year, I was like, oh, my God, I got my roots done. The one lady hates me. Like, it's so stupid how we, like, take that stuff in. But getting used to people not really loving you and doing what you are anyway is is very difficult. And it's, you know, certainly a learning experience. And you can learn from it. I'll be like, oh, maybe I should slow down. Or, you know, maybe we shouldn't talk about this sort of thing on Lady Gang because it seems to upset people. Like, it's really a learning experience. And you just have to be okay with, you know, saying your story and learning from it and growing. And, you know, you guys will figure it out too in your podcast. Like, you'll start with one thing and then you'll see people latch on to one thing and, and then you'll be like, oh, we'll do more of that and less of that. And it's weird. It's like the giant oh, no, populace. 
It's definitely true, even though, I mean, this is, we've been doing this for, I think, like, about five months now, and I've just even seen in, like, a short time, I'm like, this show has evolved so much in mm-hmm. such in such a short period. And it's fine. So one of our, we have, like, a few of our listeners, our blog guests, wanting to ask you, and this is, like, a perfect time. Oh, we want cool. to know where you see yourself in the next five years, your career, and also where the Lady Gang is going. Okay. Um, Lady Gang, I'm so excited about. It's been such a labor of love. And like, P.S., we've been working for a year and a half and haven't paid ourselves yet. Like every dollar that we've made from every one of those ads, like every third love bra sold, we have put like back into the company by trying to like make it better and expanding. And so it's been definitely the best volunteer work I've ever done in my life. Um, (laughs) And and, uh, Lady Gang, I would like us to have a television show. I would like us to have a series of books. I would like us to do a tour. Um, I would like us to start like a charity where we can, I mean, we do a lot of charity anyway. We, we give money all the time to different things and we help out girls and we never talk about it. Like I'll see someone on our Facebook group or on Twitter saying they need something and we'll just like send it to them via lady gang. Like we do that stuff all the time. We don't really like shout it, shout it from the rooftops, but Obviously, I'm shooting, shouting it from the rooftop now, but, um, but like, I'd love to set up like a proper like scholarship system where, you know, women can come and get money no matter what age they are and help. And yeah, I don't know how that works out, but to figure that out, um, obviously we want to have a makeup line. We want to have our wine. Like we want to have everything. We want it to be like a big brand and give a lot of women opportunities to like work for us. And I mean, it's really endless because right now we just have Elena and it's exhausting. <laughs> We're literally about to go in my office and like pack lady boxes right now. <laughs> and, I love wait, it. You pack the lady boxes yourself? We don't pack them ourselves, but like we held on to a couple for like our moderators on Facebook and some PR people. And so we kept out like 20 boxes and we're going to like pack them right now. And, oh, and wow. Out and, yeah. It's, it's weird. We're going to, I think we're probably going to do bubble masks while we pack them just for fun. Just kidding. I have my makeup done. <laughs> Elena's sitting right here looking at me like you're crazy. But yeah, no, we work really hard. And so anyway, on television, I want to be the first, um, like, female network late night host. Oh, I love that. Is that too that? <laughs> No, I think, you know what? I think, like, you can do that. I think if there's, totally do it. If there's anyone you can, I actually think it's you. Yeah. Because you're fun and you're interesting and you're different. And you also... I mean, yeah, you don't come from a comedy background, which I almost think is better to to a certain yeah. extent because I think that, you know, it just it makes you stand out and you're not trying to, you know, crack people up with a monologue. I think you're trying to create a community, which you have. You're amazing at creating communities because even, like, the Lady Gang Facebook group yeah. is a community, and oh, you have right. a community of fans, mm-hmm. and I think people yeah. are very interested. And people are very connected to you. Well, I didn't do the Lady Gang Facebook group. That's Jack Bannock. That was her idea, and she's the one that's, like, on that 12 hours a day keeping it civil. Um, But I'm glad to join in, you know. It's crazy. It is a nice community, and it feels really cool when really good things happen um, inside that group and inside the Lady Gang. It's very powerful. Um, Equally, it feels really horrible when bad things happen, and that's just life, you know. So, yeah. You know what, Beth, I have to tell you, like, we're both members of other private Facebook groups. We have have one. And, like, that happens everywhere. Everywhere. Like, doesn't it make you sad? It makes me really sad that, like, a whole bunch of women can't just, like, 
scroll when they see something they don't like, like it has to be this fight all the time. That really upsets me because we're all kind of in it together. You know, we're so alike more than we're different. So it's kind of a bummer sometimes. I agree with you. And it is a bummer. And you look at it and you're like, oh my God. And it's like, it goes back to, it sounds so corny, but it goes back to like, what did most moms teach you? You don't have anything nice to say or say anything at all. And it's like, just scroll. Like you said, like, just keep going. If you don't like it, cool. Keep moving along. Like it's not going to change your day. But for whatever reason, people feel the need to attack and say something. Usually, honestly, I just stay out. Like, if I see something that really strikes me, then I may just get involved and say something like, hey, there's no reason for everybody to, you know, be fighting yeah. this. Like, we're all supporting each other. But other times, I just step out because I'm like, you know what? The energy is not worth it. And yeah. it's like, you know, some people, unfortunately, they just enjoy fighting or they enjoy, you know, starting up shit. I don't know. You know what's really yeah. funny? My first reaction when anything happens is, who has time for this shit? Yeah, well, like, I'm just like, I wish I had time to, yeah. like, troll people yeah. online. Like, exactly. please give me an hour a day of your life because I, I, I need that extra it. hour. Chelsea exactly. needs it. Allie needs it. Yeah. We, all, we all need that extra, that extra yeah. hour. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, no I kidding. Mean, I'll put that in the iCal. <laughs> like schedule schedule an internet trolling time yeah, check it off the to-do list <laughs> um and i know you've got a ghosting but i just have another question or two for you from from our okay. blog guest so what is and you don't have to tell us the celebrity but what is the juiciest piece of gossip that a celebrity has given you oh like has it told me personally yeah mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's such a good question, you guys. I've never been asked that before. What is the juiciest piece of gossip a celebrity has given me? Um, oh man, I mean, I think just in general, the juiciest thing is that like a lot of the Hollywood people that are like, posing in photos together that you see in the magazines are like, oh my God, they hung out at this party or whatever, like actually hate each other. Like, there's so much mm-hmm. infighting between and competition, especially, like, between the young women in Hollywood. It's insane. Like, you'll be like, oh, my God, I saw you at a party, and be like, that bitch. <laughs> like, it's crazy. So that's certainly juicy. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, for me, the juiciest moment I ever had was, like, recently I had Spider-Man walk out of an interview with me. Um, wow. I was bugging him about da- dating Zendaya, and then he was not having it, so he, like, walked off the carpet. Uh, and stuff like that happens all the time. Um, but you know, listen, my job is to know the juice before I sit down with people. So I don't really have to, to dig it out. You know, yeah. I do know about the, pre- I know about the pregnancies way before you do. Like I know Bahati and Adam just like, um, announced that they're having their second baby. I've known about that for like a very long time. And there's also another very popular couple right now that I know is pregnant that is not out yet, but I can't tell you because I'm a big proponent of not blasting out women pregnancies before they announce it so anyway okay. but I do know that stuff I do, I do get to know that stuff way before like the public does which is kind of dreamy that's fun you're like sitting there by by their garbage with like the pregnancy <laughs> I'm kidding Who's taking the pregnancy test you, you just sit there like you collect like clear blue easy <laughs> I'm just Instagram them I'm kidding <laughs> oh my gosh Okay, before we let you go, one more question. What celebrities have been the nicest to you? Because if someone yeah. asked us that, we would obviously say Kelsey Knight. <laughs> ah! Okay, you guys are definitely coming in my pocketbook. Um, <laughs> the nice, okay, the nicest, 
Okay, the nicest celebrities. Um, Chris Pratt is amazing. He's such a dreamy guy. So nice. Um, I just sat down with Fergie yesterday, and she could not be cooler. Like, I'm literally at, sitting there asking her about her divorce, and she's like, yeah, cool. Like, she's really, really kind and so small and wonderful. Oprah's obviously super magical when you meet her. I wouldn't say she's, like, the nicest because she doesn't care about me, but when you're around <laughs> her, you feel, like, super fabulous. Um, and then there's the people that have just like given a lot to my success. Like Ed Sheeran has been so wonderful to me and he's invited me on so many tours and gotten so many exclusives with him. And he's really like helped me out. The same thing with Leah. Like Leah was our first big celebrity on lady gang. And like, she's absolutely way too famous to be on lady gang, but she came because she was friends with Becca and she knew me. And um, mostly cause she was friends with Becca, but you know, she, mm-hmm. she came and she, and then from then on, we could be like, Oh, we've had Leah Michelle and that helped us get other people, you know? And so when celebrities are cool like that, they, they give their time, like Holly Madison, the same, like they're big celebrities. They don't have to do stuff like that for me and us. And they do that always really touches my heart. You know, it's a big deal to take an hour of your time to do a podcast. And we don't even do ours like over Skype. We make them come and see us in person. And so it's always really, really sweet, you know, when you do that. Um, yeah. So those are my, probably my faves. The faves. I love it. Yeah. I like it. You know what, on an old school thing, though, I am CBS, and you guys are probably too young, but do you ever watch CBS This Morning? It's like the morning show that's on CBS with Gail King. You know Gail King, who's Oprah's bestie? Yeah, I I I would say she's probably one of the most thoughtful, most memorable people in Hollywood. I just saw her last week on a red carpet, and, like, I don't have Gail's phone number. I don't talk to Gail King, Oprah's bestie. She... Breck asked to sneeze, do my makeup, just to sneeze. Um, and like, she walked up to me and she was like, Hey, Kelpie, congratulations on your promotion. Oh, like what? Uh, like, I don't know if you follow me. Do you read like the trades? Like, I don't, it's crazy that she like would, it would register with her that I'd been on insider. Now I'm on ET and she remembered. She's like, I'm so proud of you really deserve it. Like Gail King, can I come over to you and Oprah? Like, Oh, thank you. I deserve it. Can I come over for a sleepover with you? Sleepover with you and Oh, <laughs> that was really sweet, you know? Like, that kind of stuff, it means a lot. Because mostly people in Hollywood only care about themselves. So, that was cool. Yeah, I know. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and like we said, you know, we so appreciate your hour on our podcast. And yeah. We would have loved to drag you in. I know. I know. We would have. like we're going in your pocketbook anyway. So I know. Exactly. <laughs> we are with you. Um, <laughs> we're following you. We're those people, those footsteps behind you. Exactly. We're in the same room. You just don't. We're wearing our invisible yeah. clothes. Yeah. The only thing you see I is like a, little, a little splash of glitter. Of, of glitter. <laughs> of glitter and like a unicorn horn. <laughs> Good. That's what I need. Oh, no, I'm really proud of you guys. I, I love to see women and young women like going after their own dreams and not waiting for anyone else to be their bosses. And it's very powerful what you guys are doing. So I'm, I'm so happy to come on and support. We, we think you. it's powerful what you're doing and you inspire us. Yeah. So, seriously. so much. And we just, we love the lady gang. We love what you're doing and we love what you're all about. So we actually, we usually make people come in too, but you're special. Yes, exactly. So, so we did a conference <laughs> talk. So thank you so much. My, my eye calendar. Thanks to you, darlings. Um, you're welcome to the iCounter. Okay, so do you want to, is there anything that you want to plug? And by the way, we'll put all of this, including your beauty pics and those posts that you were talking about in the show notes. 
But oh, great. That's mean, awesome. No, I mean, listen, right podcasters love podcasters. So if there's anyone out there that's listening to your podcast that's not listening to Lady Gang, we have new episodes coming out every Tuesday on iTunes and podcast1.com. And you can follow us at The Lady Gang on social media and theladygang.com. And that's really it. Mostly I just wanted to come and say I'm really proud of you guys. And thank you so much for, you know, including me in your journey. Oh, my God. You. And we're going to have to see if we can get The Lady Gang on at some point on our podcast, yeah. too. We would love to cross-promote and, you know, just inspire and empower women. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. All right. I'm off to interview some Dancing with the Stars people. Debbie, Debbie Gibson oh for life. Oh, my gosh. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Good luck Thank with you your interviews. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Fabulous. Fabulous. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Taught them both how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain Fonda. Five, six, seven now. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out.